Hey, I'm Major Hales. Welcome to another edition of Chatting With. I'm here with Will. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for being here. Thanks, good to be here. Well, I've known Will for a few years now. He's my financial advisor, and he's also a Columbine survivor. I am, yeah. How old are you? I mean, how old were you? So I am 35, and <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, 15 when it happened, so it's about almost 20 years. 15. Sophomore. Sophomore. Did you know the shooters at all? I uh, I didn't know them personally. Like I wasn't friends with them. We didn't talk, but I I was aware of them and that, that they were these guys at our school that wore trench coats. Okay. To school every day, even when it was hot. You know. <laughs> they were the only ones that wore trench coats. There was coats. a group of them, that maybe yeah. like ten or fifteen guys, but they were they were a part of that. There were girls too, you know. Hmm. But it was a decent decent sized group of kids at our school. Were you friends with any of the victims? I was, yeah. There's uh, 12 students that died, one teacher, and then probably another 30 or so kids that were shot that didn't die. And so everybody knew several yeah. people, you know? You were in the lunchroom? Yeah. So, like, well, let's, like, step back, like, a minute. I was um, in a classroom, and I was taking a test. Mm. And it was a test on a book called The Cannery Row by Steinbeck, and I just finished it. I don't remember anything about the book or the test. <laughs> huh. But um, I went from there um, to uh, my lunch hour, and I met one of my buddies. We actually saw one of the shooters walk by us, but he, we didn't like even think anything of it. And then we went down, grabbed our lunch, and sat there. And then we were eating outside. So there's like this hill outside, and we just ate at the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. and leaned against the wall of the school. Okay. And then... So you kind of had a head start. Except for like when the shooting happened, I went back inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the shooting actually started outside the school. Oh. So, I mean, I could tell you a little bit of how it like started. So yeah. these shooters, they were planning on blowing up the entire school. And so they were going to shoot people as they walked out of the school. And then the bombs that they had put inside the cafeteria didn't go off. Hmm. And so they were like, hey, let's just start shooting people. And so they stood on the top of this hill by where I was at. And they shot a couple of kids on the top of the hill. And I, like, for me, it was just like, oh, I heard these firecrackers. Let's go see what is going on with this senior prank. Yeah. So I ran to the hill and then looked up and I saw them shooting and I'm like, oh crap, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So then after that, where'd you go? So I saw somebody get shot probably like five, six feet away from me and he just dropped to the ground. On, started, the, on the hill? Yeah, just at the bottom of the hill. Wow. They were kind of walking in front of me like this group of like five or six kids and, and of the, that group like three of them I know, for sure got shot wow. um, and he just dropped to his knees and immediately started screaming and just like swearing and I was like holy cow like man I need to get out of here yeah yeah so I just turned around and that wall behind me there was a door just like a little bit down the way so I just ran into that door and I go in, into the school into the school mm-hmm and it was like peaceful in there actually still you know what I mean like yeah. nobody had any idea there was a shooting yeah yeah going on and so the first person I saw was my track coach and so I just random was like hey Mr. Sanders like there's a shooting going on hmm. and 
And he was like, okay. <laughs> no, he was on it. Okay. Like, from the get-go. Oh, good. Um, I ran into another buddy of mine, and I was like, hey, there's a shooting outside. And they're like, BS, Will. Like, we don't believe you. Wow. And I was like, grabbed this tray and slammed it down. I was like, hey, dude, like... Yeah, and like, like make oh, it clear. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not joking. Yeah, this yeah. is not a joke. Oh my god! And so, um, from there we ran to a bathroom that was like behind the cafeteria, and my whole thought was like, if I just hide this out, that somebody will shoot these guys or they'll run out of bullets or whatever. Uh huh. And so ran to the bathroom and by yourself. There's like a group of like three of us. Okay. And so we got up on the toilet seat trying to like hide in there so they couldn't see our feet. Mm -hmm. And then we were just sitting there. So, How long did you wait there? Uh, well, I immediately like said a prayer to myself, you know, like, Heavenly Father, please <laughs> help me to get out of this situation. And uh, I felt like I had a really clear impression after a second, like, that I needed to get out of there. Okay. Um, and so... I walked out, and that was like the scariest moment of my whole life, is when I'm like, I feel kind of safe in here, and I have no idea what's outside that door. Yeah. And so having to go out and just like, walk out and see what's going on. And so then you guys made it, and you walked out, and did you see the shooters anywhere? Or? No. So when we walked out, uh, there was a back door to the stage right by the bathroom, and like literally the second we got out, that door popped open, and one of the teachers from in there. Walked in, walked in and said, hey, come in here, come in here. And so we walked in there, and it's like a back door that goes up onto our stage and then into our auditorium. Hmm. And so we walked up the auditorium and then had, like, another door that we were, like, when, you, when a shooting's happening, like, you think, like, you'd be, like, racing and running everywhere. But, like, we were, like, going, like, slow and trying to, like, hide and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so as soon as we got to the auditorium, like, upper door, we kind of peeked out. And then we heard, like, bullets again. And so we were, like, waiting. And then we, like, ran across the way to get to an exit out of the school. And so we exited the school, like, completely on the other side from where I went in. And then from there, it's like, a half mile to a uh, apartment complex. And we just kind of, like, booked it and called our parents from there. From the hill to them killing themselves, how long did that all last? about an hour hour and, a, hour and 15 minutes or something like that that's kind of a long time yeah I mean it like totally changed the way that they go after school shootings yeah because they thought let's build a perimeter around the school mm. and then we're gonna like wait for them to come out <laughs> right they didn't like because back then they didn't they didn't know what to do no uh -uh. and it was like pretty sad I mean so that teacher I told you about he got shot the track coach uh huh one of my friends saw him and they dragged him into a, a science classroom and like kind of like tried to like perform first aid on him and like stop the bleeding. And then uh, they even like put a sign out on the window of the classroom that was like, "Hey, uh, one person bleeding to death. Like we need help." Yeah. And like nobody came. You know, it was like three and a half hours till somebody came into that. So twelve students and one teacher. He was the teacher. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was pretty traumatic, too, because I saw his... Like, I was pretty close to him. He was my track coach. I had him for keyboarding. I had him for business. And, like, he always talked about his daughters. And I saw his daughter the next day, and I was like, hey, you know, what hospital is your dad in? I want to go visit him. Because, I know, you know, I know he got shot. And then uh, she's like, I don't know. Like, we haven't been able to find him. You know? So it was just like a, like, 
complete chaos. Nobody knew who the victims were, who had actually like shot for like two or three days. They didn't announce anything. And wow. They're just trying to like, it's a war zone in there. He was at some hospital, but they didn't know, they couldn't find him. Well, ultimately, he was dead in there, and the people that were dead, like, they didn't take to hospitals, like, right off the bat, you know? I mean, they, like, took him to, like, a funeral home or something, um, you know? Yeah, like, autopsies yeah. process, yeah. School, they paused school for a few days. Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Our school was kind of, like, I mean, they set off bombs, like, during that hour... They would go like, like like Molotov cocktail bombs and throw them. They had pipe bombs that they set off. They were like really destroying the school. The fire alarms had all gone off, and mm-hmm. so like the school was completely flooded. Like it needed a serious like remodel. Hmm. Um, but there was a school that was like our rival high school. They just went to school from like seven to twelve, and we went from like twelve to five or something like that. Okay, so then you said you had therapy. Yeah, I um, did some therapy. They had some therapists like come to the church that I went to and like talk to people and we did like group sessions initially. And I like talked about it a little bit, um, but I was also like pretty raw and I didn't want to like go into it a whole lot with somebody I didn't know. And so like mm. I found like talking in these group sessions was like pretty good for me at the time. And then probably like a year and a half later or so, I like started seeing somebody like one on one to try to help me deal with things. Like a year later in school, like I was struggling a little bit in terms of just like caring about school that much and just like just struggling because you go through this time in where it's like, hey, like school's important, homework's important, and then all of a sudden you're like, actually, I don't care about that. I just care about like hanging out with my friends. Like hmm. it just changed some of where my values were at the time, and some of that's like appropriate, but some of it like is like, hey, some things still matter, and so. And I got into, like, a couple of, like, fights and got, like, suspended, which was, like, really out of my character and probably out of what you expect my character to be today, you know? And I just, you know, just needed to work on a few things. So that was, like, the hardest thing that I'd ever been through to that point, you know? Like, it was, like, a real, like, turning point in my life where I had to decide to, like, not give up. And when I go through hard times now, I just think, hey, I... I'm not afraid. I've been through way worse than this. And like, no matter what life throws at me, it's like, I can beat this, you know? I got over that and I was 15 years old, you know? Yeah. Uh, another thing too is like, friendships and relationships are like really important to me. You lose somebody when you're a kid, you know? And it's like, super painful. You know, and you're, I don't even know if you're ready at that age to like, deal with that kind of loss, you know? And so today I just like, I love my friends. Like they're a big part of my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It shows you, like, how fragile life is, you know, like, how special it is to be able to, like, just take a breath. Because, like, when that person's gone, like, they're gone, you know? And you just got to, like, appreciate the moments and the memories and the time. Yeah. Uh, together. And just hold on to that forever. Like, I'm a big, I like writing in a journal. Just, like, little memories I have of people. If, even if it's just something silly, just so I'm like, I want to be able to remember that person forever you know one message that maybe i'd like to share like sure how i i felt like i like got over yeah with columbine you know is like so often we look at like oh i'm struggling i'm hurting what can i do for myself and uh when i went on a mission like for my church you know to go out and like teach people about jesus christ but a lot of it was like service 
that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I stopped thinking about myself and my problems and my frustrations I was able to like try to help other people and so I think anytime where we're feeling pain if we can kind of turn that around to like what can I do for somebody else that's you know the best way to make yourself feel better and uh, kind of move your life ahead and I, and I think too like you know live for the people that went before us like I think of the kids like uh, every year you know on the 20th I think of like each individual kid and like the opportunities that they didn't have like oh he didn't get to go to college he didn't get to have a kid he didn't get married you know didn't have a girlfriend even for some of these kids you know and I'm like I just need to live my life to the fullest to like kind of live for them because it's a waste like if you get to have your life and these kids didn't and you like don't do anything with it you know so I just try to live my best life uh, for the people who couldn't well put thank you so much for being here dude thanks for having me it's good to yeah. see you again um, thanks for watching thanks for subscribing and I will see you next week.